This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 543. And the quote of the day is, a good teacher is like a candle. It consumes itself to light the way for others. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here. Thanks for tuning in. And we are we're getting closer and closer to the end of the year here. And if you are looking for a gift for someone or looking for a gift for yourself, check out Sweetwater.com because they have 48 months of interest-free financing on all your favorite brands. So you can get DW Drums and Sonar and, and Promark and Evans and anything you can think of check them out. 48 months of interest-free financing. That is, uh, that's a deal. And like I said, if you're looking for something for yourself for the holidays, looking for something else for something for someone else, or, you know, you just want to grab something because you need it or you want it, check out sweetwater.com, get yourself some interest-free financing. One line in the Dream Symbol family that I think is really cool is the Dark Matter family. They have the Flat Earth, the Moon Ride, and the Dark Matter Energy. And although they're all made a little bit differently, they all involve the Dark Matter process. And this is really cool. Check this out. They take a symbol that is already finished and then put it back in the oven, hand hammer it, and then shock it with cold water, and then put it back in the oven. And what happens is the ash and the soot from the oven are fused to the top layer of the metal, which give it this really, really unique sound. And you know what? I want to let you hear exactly what this process does to a symbol. Check them out. To learn more about Dream Symbols, their Dark Matter line, and all their great products, be sure to check out DreamSymbols.com. All right, so let's get into this topic of conversation, and it's about the idea of teaching and playing, and there's a famous quote that I don't like, and it has traveled around for years and years, and I don't agree with it, but they say, those who do, do, and those who can't, teach, and it's this common misconception that if you can just be a professional at whatever it is, you would be able to do that. And if you aren't good enough to do that or can't make it work, then you become a teacher. Now, there is some truth to the statement, but I think there's more to it than that. So the truth side of it is, I think a lot of people try to succeed at something and when they end up failing, then they try to teach other people how to do it because that's a way for them to make money, right? So I do believe in in that aspect of it where that happens a lot. What I don't believe is that just because you're a teacher doesn't mean that you couldn't do what it is that you're teaching. And I also believe that you can do both. And I think that you can be a player and, you know, tour and do all those things and teach. So my side of the conversation or my argument in this matter has always been this. I think that if you love teaching or you enjoy teaching, then you should teach if you want to. And if you don't, then I don't think you should. And I think that if you 
couldn't make it as a player, then, and you want to teach, I think that's fine too. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. What I have a problem with is people who don't like teaching who do it anyway because they're trying to supplement their income, their supplement their playing income, and they do go and do something that they really don't like. So me particularly, uh, when I was probably in my late 20s and then early 30s, I taught lessons for a little while and I didn't enjoy it. And I had a... I had a big roster of students and I liked the students and I like doing, I like talking about kind of the stuff that we talk about a lot on the podcast, but I wasn't really big on sitting down and teaching people how to play particular things or, or I just didn't have the patience for it. And frankly, I just don't think I was that good of a teacher. So I didn't enjoy it. And I think that I think that my students started to recognize that too. And I had a couple of students that I still talk to to this day and they're much older now and they're in, you know, they're in their twenties. And so I developed some good relationships out of it, but I stopped teaching because I just didn't enjoy doing it. Now one could say, well, Nick, you are still a teacher because you still do this podcast, which is great. But me sitting down behind the kit and, and showing someone stuff didn't work for me. And that's the problem that I see now is there's players who are great players and are horrible teachers. There's people who are horrible players, but are great teachers. And there's the intersection of both. Uh, So if you look at someone like Mike Johnston, super successful educator, and I don't know if anyone is saying this or not, but, but you could, if you were going back to that statement, those who do do, and those who can't teach and you applied that to Mike, well, that's not true. He actually chose to be a teacher. That's what he wanted to do. And he did the touring thing. He was on the road and decided that it wasn't for him. And he went into teaching. But there's other people who are, you know, on massive tours and playing with huge bands and all that. And they're not good teachers or they don't like teaching. And they're just doing it because they feel like they need to or they need the money or whatever the case is. So, my suggestion, the reason why I wanted to to do this podcast is twofold. Uh, one, from the teacher side or from the player side, as you, the listener, if you are a player and if you are a teacher or you're considering being a teacher or vice versa, I want you to evaluate whether or not you actually want to teach. And also, if you want to teach and not play and not tour, that's totally fine too, because I think there's this this undue pressure to say, well, I can't just teach because people are going to think that I didn't make it or whatever it is. And that's all stupid. And, and that's all mind games that we play with ourselves, but it's not true. So, but if you are looking for a way to make additional income and you don't want to teach, then do something else that you enjoy doing or go get a part-time job doing something else. If you don't want to teach, please don't teach because you're going to put out students that are not that good and you're not going to be into it and you may ruin an experience for someone who could have gone to a different teacher and had a better experience. So please don't do that and don't feel like you have to. But if you love, if you really, really want to teach because you actually love it, then I think that that's what you should do. And I get a lot of pushback with this because people are saying, well, that's, I need that because that's, that's another source of revenue. Yeah, it is. But if you don't enjoy it, I'm all about doing things that you enjoy. So don't do that. Go do something else. Go find another job that you enjoy and then just play on the weekends. You know, like hell, go make more money, you know, go work for a bank. 
and then uh you know play on the weekends and you can enjoy you can enjoy your time playing i think you would enjoy it a little bit more than uh than than piecing all of this stuff together doing a bunch of stuff that you don't like just so you can play a couple times a week that seems foolish to me um but the other side of it as a student i think that you should be very strategic about who you're choosing to study with and if you look at someone who is on these major tours and and is doing you know all of the stuff that you want to do my point has always been you should study with someone or learn from someone who's doing the things that you want to do but the caveat there is you should find someone who can teach you the skills that you need to learn at whatever point you are in your career so if you are an earlier or if you're earlier along in your path then you need someone who can really help you work your way around the kit and develop your styles and your feel and and understanding all of those things and so you need a good teacher to help you get through that stuff. And if you're a little bit further down the line, you may need someone who can teach you more about concepts and phrasing and feel and more of the nuances of the playing. And if you're even further down the long down along the line, you may just need someone that can help you navigate the business side of it. Maybe you have your playing in order and they can help you understand how people are getting gigs or what music directors are looking for or you know where they're getting musicians or or what type of stuff is required to do this level tour and that level tour do you need to learn electronics and do you are you going to be triggering pads and how are you going to have to play with sequencers and and all of these things that aren't necessarily happening inside of a practice room uh, or I'm sorry, inside of inside of a practice studio or, or, you know, with a teacher, that's not usually part of the lesson curriculum. So it depends on where you are as a student and then also where your teacher is and how they can teach you that. So you may find someone that's really good with helping you learn paradiddles and work your paradiddles around the kit, but that may not be a person that can help you get a gig with, you know, a big act and you may find someone who is playing with a big act and may be really, really good at helping you navigate the business side and how to get gigs and all that. But you may not be there yet. You may need someone who can do a little bit more, do a little bit more one-on-one instruction about how to play. And that's going to be a mismatch. And you guys are going to be, you guys are going to be like two ships passing in the night and you're, you're, you're not going to line up. So I urge you as a teacher to make sure that you are teaching people the things where you really feel like you can help them if you want to do that, if you if you decide that you do enjoy teaching. And then as a student, find the person that can help you with whatever stage you're at. So a lot of times I see that people go and study with famous drummers just because they want to meet them or they think that they have like this secret potion or you know this secret sauce. It's usually not the case. It's usually that 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 person can teach you a particular thing and they may not they may not be the right person for you so find the person that is doing the thing that you want to do and make sure that they are the type of person who can help you accomplish the things that you need to accomplish and find where your weak points are and all that and so i want to i want to rid the world of this of this misnomer that those who do do and those who don't teach i think there's shades of gray and all of that and i think there's a lot of different scenarios but again if you don't like teaching don't teach please don't do it 
I, I'm probably going to get some flack for this uh, from listeners, but just don't do it. Please go do something else. And as a student, find the right people to teach you the right things. I would love to hear your feedback on this. Shoot me an email, nick at drummersresource.com. And until the next podcast, keep drumming. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll be talking to you soon. Drummers Resource is produced by Revoice Media. Executive producer Nick Ruffini, that's me. Edited by Justin Thomas. Video editing by Tomas Shannon. And graphic design by Catherine Wade. For more music and entertainment podcasts, be sure to check out revoicemedia.com. Peace.